You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Pat Beverly having his first press conference and kind of the thing that he said there. And then we're going to talk about an update to Javante Green's injury. Plus, DeMar DeRozan says you should be able to, you should be required to play 78 games to to qualify for MVP. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode was brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, we got our first taste of Pat Bev and what it's going to look like of him coming into the Chicago Bulls team. He had his press conference. It was him, Zach Levine. Um, also, head coach Billy Donovan all spoke. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. What did you walk away feeling from this press conference? Uh, that that we have confirmed what we thought coming in. Pat Bev is here for one reason and one reason <laughs> only. As he said, I'm on Zach Levine. um i i i felt right like pat bev came into their press conference you know he's talking about stuff with the family talking about how he feels talking about all these different things right but then the main thing how did did it feel getting out there to play um and basically he told he said uh he told zach they don't have you here to pass that's what i'm here for you're supposed to be scoring you're here to score you're a scorer. Go score. <laughs> and the fact that we're already hearing these stories come out tells me everything I need to know and raise a little bit of concern with me, right? Because Pat Bev did drop a small line. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but let me know what y'all think in the comments below. Uh, Pat Bev dropped a, uh, he said, I, I, I played with James Harden. Bro, I played with I- LeBron James. <laughs> I played with all these guys, and I've had to tell them the exact same thing. Car- Anthony Edwards. And the greats respond to it. And if you don't <laughs> respond to it, then you ain't one of the greats. Bro, when he took when he took credit for, for some of those players being great, I was just like, hey, man, I understand that this is irrational confidence, but I kind of like it, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I kind of like it. It's not even that. I, I thought it was like, hey, Zach, listen to what I'm telling you. Are you, are you not going to be that dude right now you know what i mean like i'm, I'm just like, sitting here i'm like is he saying zach ain't that dude already you've been here an hour, <laughs> an hour. Like, hey, no, like. so i'm i'm just I, I think i think that might raise a little bit of a red flag or maybe what he saw from zach levine on day one at least in his mind right I, now is that a red flag moving forward or a bigger red flag than what we've got already i mean hayes is wearing a whole hoodie of red flags right now so it, that's that's where this bulls team is at you know what i mean that's where this bulls team is at right now uh, what do you I, think, though? I, I mean, I didn't. 
it, it was wild that he said that. But then when Zach Levine came out and Zach's even kind of like, yeah, well, he doesn't want me to shoot at all. I mean, yeah, he doesn't want yeah. me to pass at all. It kind of just, you know, pass it off. I think they understand. Like, Patrick Beverly's just so Chicago. It's ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to read it. the whole press conference, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the like, whole... <laughs> you can do that now? You can sleep? And then uh, Zach in this said, maybe a lot of you guys don't know, but I was trying to get Pat here at least a year or two ago. He's just somebody you hate to play against, but love as a teammate. So I think that that really brings it together uh, as far as like how at least Zach Levine uh, views him. And then you Pat Beverly also talking about the relationship he already has with DeMar DeRozan. Um, so th- th- there's there's connections there. And I do think that he is going to be respected. I just... I just don't know if he's going to be tuned out with that with being so Chicago. One of the things Billy Donovan said in this, in his presser, though, was that trying to find the right role for Pat Bev and even did mention starting as a possibility there. So I'm going to throw that to you here. Hearing head coach Billy Donovan say, is that starting? Is that coming off the bench? Is that is that Billy Donovan just covering all uh, avenues? Or do you think that the Bulls may be seriously looking at this and saying, maybe we do start Pat Bev over Iowa? We're not bringing in a guy here who's played 15 minutes a game and we're trying to make the best of him, right? Like, Pat Bell's been playing 30 minutes a game out in L.A. He's been the starting point guard. He still has that ability to go out there and do that. What's he, 33 now? Uh, Shut up, Steve-O. And you just know, you just know he's already got a comment lined up for me with the age. I always say, what's his 33? If he way over or way under, I think he actually is 33. Shut up, Steve-O. But uh, I I, I think that... um, starting is a real possibility. Now, is that the best option? I don't know. Uh, But Pat Bev is still a solid defender on the floor, uh, whether you think it's actual defense or not. Um, You've been willing to start Alex Caruso in that point guard spot. And I think Pat Bev brings you a little bit more of a true point guard type. And hear me out. When I say true point guard, I'm not saying like a Chris Paul true point guard. I'm saying a true point guard in the sense of that's the only position that man plays. Like, he's only a point guard, so he's going to go out there. He's going to facilitate the offense. He's going to run the offense, whether that turns into being good or bad. That's that's yet to be seen. But he is a point guard. He is six one. He has no other positions he can play on the floor. Billy Donovan, don't you put him in at center. I was about to say, now, you do know he started as shooting guard for, like, 25 games for the Lakers, right? For who? For the Lakers. This season, he's played shooting guard for the Lakers this season. Yeah, exactly. You saw how that went. <laughs> you saw exactly how that went. Like, what are we talking about this is, right now? This is Billy Donovan. Like, Patrick Beverly is our new backup center. Don't even He's worry about center. it, bro. He He's my play center. I guarantee you Pat Bev's on the floor guarding a four at some point in the next Oh, bro. It's ha- like, like he's going he's gonna to be switched on Jokic at some point, bro. It doesn't hey, bro, and, like... And get a steal. But yeah. I, I, I think I think that the thing is that's all that validates Billy. Like they always get a steal, and it's like steal wasn't a bad matchup. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that there's a real possibility of him being the starting point guard on this team, good or bad. Just more so, just based on the fact that I think a lot of what we've seen, right? Like Iota Sumo is not a point guard, and Patrick Beverly is. So I think that I think that it literally just comes down to that at this point. That's fair. I mean, we'll see. I, I like I, I didn't necessarily expect to hear that, but hey, I yeah. mean, if that's if Billy Donovan's looking at it and he thinks that that's the best situation, then you know it is what it is. That may also motivate. I would assume don't don't put it past Billy Donovan to say something in a press conference, kind of wake some people up and motivate and use the the momentum of uh, of a new player coming in here to motivate some people. So, um, 
you know, that's what I think. Overall, like coming out of this, did this change your perspective at all on the Patrick Beverly signing or did it kind of slip? For me, it solidified what I already thought. Like everything he said in that interview and then have to have Zach Levine come out. Zach Levine was also, I love how, I think it was Casey Johnson was like, oh, he, Zach's in and out. Like he just literally, Zach said, hey, came in and said what you need to say and I then got know, I want to know what wasn't said because did you hear at the beginning like when Casey's hugging Pat, like seeing him again? It's, like, it's been a while, man. Remember yeah. it Pat's like, hey, chill, hey, chill, hey, chill. I was like, I was like, what was Casey finna say, bro? Oh, what speaking of the first time you were here. Bro, speaking of, uh, as we're talking about So Chicago, I don't know who, because it wasn't Casey John. Somebody had asked Pat Beverly. They started off the question by saying, you know, over the past two seasons, you played with like with like six teams. That was Sam. That was Sam. That was Sam. And then then Pat was like, I mean, yeah, Pat Bev was like, uh, it's been four teams. And he was like, well, I mean, over your career, you said, well, then you should have asked the question that way. That's not how you asked the question. I'm like, that was definitely Wait, sad. I was, was listening it, on that. Wasn't it also Dalen Terry in his introductory press oh, conference? Sam Smith asked him. He was like, hold on, wait. Because Sam. <laughs> Sam be asking. Here's the thing. Sam asked questions like a real reporter. Shout out to Sam. We got to get Sam on the show. Sam asked questions like a real reporter. So he's sitting here. And, and Sam, he's not wrong. Patrick Beverly yeah. has been on six teams, I believe. Yeah. But he hasn't played for every one of those teams. So that's what Sam was saying. But, dog, it was just, I was dying laughing at that. Um, the one thing I will say is that I, I, like you said, I think it confirms what we thought, right? It, it confirms that he's here for Zach. Like, like literally AK said on the phone, we need you to put a battery in Zach. He had to, he's here for Zach Levine to piss Zach Levine off and get Zach Levine playing like the player that he's supposed to be playing like, and not the dude that's crying at the end of games about things not going his way. You make things go your way. You're that guy. And we've seen him be that guy. But I think the thing is, we don't see him be that guy on a night-in, night-out basis. When I'm, it, it, it blows my mind. Again, like we talked about before we got to the All-Star break, when Zach Levine decides to just, I'm just going to, like, I'm sick of the refs giving me a call. That's it. I'm better yeah. than you. I'm going to go through you. He gets to the bucket and gets a lay. Yeah. And so I think you need that with Pat the entire time. And I, I think also the fact that Pat Beverly will tell Zach Levine on the floor, give me the ball. <laughs> like, get, go over there. Go go be light-skinned over there for a second. You, you, DeMar, you go over there. You go be Compton over there for a second. All right, let's set this mug up. That's funny. That's funny. But all right. Next up, we're going to talk about something else that came out of this interview, and that's an, that's an injury update on Javante Green. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about our partner, FanDuel. The midway point in the season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you uh, can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Ah, man. All right, Pat. So, as uh, has been typical of the Chicago Bulls season, we uh, get our injury updates from our head coach, Billy Donovan. He's the only one that's transparent and tells us what's going on. Uh, so, in this, 
In this press conference, uh, you know, after Pat Bev, he was asked about Javante, and he said Javante is still about two or week, two weeks away um, from being cleared for contact and a return to practice. So uh, that's the biggest update we've gotten on Javante since them saying he was going to be out four to six weeks, and then they let that six-week period go by and waited a month before we finally got an update. What do you think about Javante uh, missing another two weeks that would put him coming back with about roughly about 15 to 18 games left in the season when he does come back. That's if he's immediately able to come back to basketball in that two weeks to, to game time. What do you think that means for the ending of Javante Green's season? One, the Bulls defense is going to be wild because you're going to have three dudes that are just Bulldogs out there at some point. Um, Four, <laughs> like, possibly. Literally, like, Four, like, possibly. Because <laughs> you look... Caruso, Caruso you Pat Bev. Out there. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying Caruso, Pat Bev, Javante, and Drummond. And Terry. Give me some Terry time. Give me some Terry you time. Want, you want the lineup to be Terry? <laughs> that's Terry that, Listen, that's hey. a five-man rotation that I don't know Nobody's how much they fight. score. I don't know how much they score, but you're going to be, you're going to have, you're going to have to fight for every point that that, that the opposing team offense gets, bro. But go every ahead. point, we just fighting for real. Like, somebody's going to fight. Like, there's a fight. Like, yeah. No, um, I, I think that you can't rely on where Javante's where he's going to come back at and just expect him to jump right back in and be able to be the same dude. Um, because it is the same is it's a very similar injury to what, uh, Alonzo ball is dealing with minus the bone bruise, basically. And let's, let's, let's knock on some wood. Yeah. With that one. Let's keep, let's keep that. As long as there's no bone bruise, we're good. That ain't wood, but I'm just knocking. Okay. Uh, but, but I, I think the thing is, um, that, you can't you're at the point right now in this season where the people you have are who you have to count on. I hope Javante comes back. If he comes back, what what do we say? He's another, another uh, little bit of garnish. It's a yeah. team full of garnish right now. He's, he's a little bit more garnish on top. Um, I hope that he's able to come back hundred percent. I hope he's able to and more, more so just for Javante than the actual bulls, right? Because he's going into a contract year. I would hope that he's going to be able to get on with another team. I wouldn't want him to have to stick around with the bulls because he was only able to go get $2 million on the market. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just, I, I don't think that it changes much of your season right now. And I think the biggest question is honestly, right? Like if he comes back, are, is he even back in the rotation? Are you going with him over who? I mean, Terry. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely Terry, going over I guess. Terry. When he healthy, sure he's definitely Terry. going over Terry. Um, and I mean, really, he's the but only. Terry's not really part of the rotation either. He's just kind of. I mean, he's 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 probably going to be as long as Derek Jones Jr. is out as well. But I think we're going to yeah. go back to seeing that uh, by committee, like with him and and Derek Jones Jr. is going to be whoever's whatever they need for the matchup and whoever's playing the best. But I do yeah. I do think you you hit the nail on the head there in a way, too, by saying that there's a complete possibility um, that when Javante comes back, the minutes are scarce for him initially, at least while he's working his way back. Now, once he does get back in rhythm, then I we've, we've seen uh, Billy Donovan loves Javante, and I, I think he's going to get minutes. He's going to be in that pecking order. Um, it just depends on... You know how 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 soon is he able to really go out there and play like Javante Green? Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and and I think that that's that's the one part to me that I look at, and I because Javante's hard hustle and muscle, yeah. that's that's the part for me where I'm like, okay, how much hustle can you really give 
coming back off of that. And and I also don't want you to go out 110% and you re-injure yourself or you do something more to yourself, right? Uh, the one thing that I love is Javante hasn't missed the beat. He's been a part of this team. He's been on the bench with the Bulls. He hasn't he, he hasn't gone anywhere. He's out there in a new new unnamed jumpsuit just about every night. Like, I mean, you don't have to look like you sell uh, uh, CDs out of the back of your car in the 90s. You know what I mean? You're like, you don't have to look it. Javante he, is the Jordan plug, bro. Right the, out, Javante, out of his trunk. He's, no, yeah. <laughs> Javante looked like he sailed his shoes that you'd be like, he did that dunk too. You're like, wait a minute, dog. Like, that's not a, you can't give me the cradle for him. Like, wait a minute. You, know I mean? you can't give me the cradle. Nah, he did that dunk too. Them still Jordans. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't see Javante Green. Um, I, I think the, the toughest part is, is the same conversation with Lonzo. Like I said, how's he going to give it? How, well, that was almost bad. Bro, how's he going to give was... you those minutes? That was that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it. Just, just, just because it was bad. almost there. It was almost, it was almost there. Bad. <laughs> how, how, what's he going to give you in his minutes, and how is he going to be able to uh, – how quickly is he going to be able to acclimate himself back into the system? And does this carry over maybe outside of this season, right? Like, I, I think those are the couple of things that, that I always ask. Yeah, I mean, with, with Javante, his game, I really do think he can fit up in, in any matchup. And Billy Donovan he will use him at just about any position. Oh, um, he's five. It, yeah, it, it, just, it really just depends on how how much does Javante trust that knee. We we know usually when it comes, especially to knee surgeries, no matter how minimal or evasive they are, um, it, it takes players a little bit to start trusting that knee. And now mm-hmm. if anybody's going to come out there and just say, hey, listen, if my leg falls off, it's going to fall off, it's going to be Javante Green. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what that what that means and if it hampers him too much. But I do want to pick up on, before we end the segment, an interesting thing that you pointed out there. You talked a little bit about his free agency. Now, do you think him being 29 years old, going into his first time in, in true free agency, now coming off an injury, do you think that how, how in does it help the Bulls? You think retain him? Does it does it make teams kind of come a little bit more off of him if they don't get an extent? Like if Javante never quite looks like Javante again this season, do yeah. you think he still? Because I think we both thought coming into this free agency that he's probably going to get a, a sizable offer from a contender using a mid level exception. Do we think that that now may change because of this injury and just the amount of time that he has left to really show that maybe it's not going to be hurting him going into the offseason? I think that all depends on what he comes out and shows. You know, I, th- I think that depends on what he comes out and he shows at the a- after coming back. Hopefully he does come back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many games are we realistically talking about? He's two weeks away. We got 23 what? games left on the season. So if, if we're talking two weeks games? away, we're talking like 15 games he's going to come back. 15? That many? How many we got this week? We got Friday. Uh, we got, so let's see. We got, we got Friday. Yeah, we I got Friday, so. Sunday. And then we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And a game Sunday. Wow. So that's that's six games there. So that right yeah. there takes us down. In, yeah. It's, so you, get, you, you, you're you not talking about that much time with him yeah. getting an opportunity to show something. You're hoping that the Bulls are able to make the playoffs. You're hoping. And, and I, I think Pat Bev might be the battery that actually gets them in, at least the play in. Um, but again, right? Like what is, what is, what are you going to be able to show in a long enough stint to show, Hey, my knees 110% fine. Now, if he comes out right first play, Dalen Terry throws it up to him and he yams it on somebody's head. All right. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's coming out, he's playing aggressive defense. All right. He's fine. I don't think the bulls are able to retain him in that aspect, but I I think the, the question, the thing I don't want to see is right. We're able to get him back because he's still nursing it. Mm. at the end of this. I, I don't want, I want to go get your bag, brother. We got three of you literally now on this team. 
Literally, like it's like Caruso, you, and maybe four, maybe a six, seven version that's just not as heavy in Dalen Terry. Um, and and Terry that, Taylor now too. Terry Taylor, yeah, I don't know what he is. He he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it, I, I would rather see Javante um, have an ability to go out there and get his bag than see him have to come back here. Now, granted, two million is still not bad, but on a deal that has to be a team friendly deal because otherwise you're going to be out the NBA. Yeah, so we'll see what that means for Javante's future. I'm still think it's bright, and I hope that he can come back and make an impact for the Bulls before we get out of this season. Because Lord knows, bro, we need some of that energy. I miss, I miss seeing Javante just yam on somebody every once in a while, bro. Man, no regard seeing, for human just seeing, life. Just seeing somebody throw the ball up, and you'd be yeah. like, "Man, who you throw? Oh my God, bro!" Like bro, Javante. It's so many times where he comes into frame in the air, and you're like, <laughs> "Where was he at?" <laughs> Even the players on the court, bro, just like, y'all seen, y'all seen that? Did y'all see that? Come to? I miss five Javantes out there, man. I miss Yeah, that. man. Yeah, we need to see it. But uh, moving into the last topic for today, DeMar DeRozan says that an NBA player should be required to play at least 78 games to, to be considered for MVP. So I went back and looked. Can, not not considering the shortened seasons, right? Because the shortened seasons, there weren't 78 games to play. But using that same kind of metric, uh, basically, the only people that would have actually still won MVP at that point in time, uh, Giannis would have won uh, one of those years, uh, Jokic and Russell Westbrook. Outside mm-hmm. of that, Steph Curry wouldn't have won it the, either one of the last two times he won MVP. Um, Giannis wouldn't have won one of his MVPs. Harden wouldn't have, won, wouldn't have won one of his MVPs. That's a heck of a requirement there, DeMar. What do you think about that from DeMar DeRozan? I think 78's high. I think that's a way that the NBA could utilize trying to get people to play more games. Um, I think that's a way that the NBA could negate some of the load management that we're seeing, even though Adam Silver doesn't believe that load management is a problem. I think that you go somewhere around 70 to, I'd almost say 65, right? Because there there are times, right, where somebody comes in and you're like, like uh, Joel Embiid, for instance, how many games did he play last year? What, 56? Something like that? Something like that. But he missed like an entire month or a month and a half or something. And you're just like, how's he How's he still? Like he never dropped an MVP rating because of how great he was playing. But it was just like, come on, dog. Like are we really having this guy? Like you can't not give it to Jokic when this man had played just about all the season and you're going to give it to Embiid who's had, you know, who's missed a month and a half or something like that. Like So I, I think that I think that that's the part where I, I'm not mad at it. Um I think they do need to have thresholds on some of this stuff to actually make it so that players are getting out there and playing because clearly you need to find a fix. This is the one thing that I'll say. Your consumer um, is not happy with the fact that they show up to games repeatedly and guys aren't playing. And whether this is big business or not, uh, it's still business. And if your consumer is not happy, you need to adjust to what your consumer's needs are. And all they ask it is, hey, dog, can the dude I came to see play? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Joel B last season, by the way, 68 games. I didn't think he played that many games. Um, so he'd have got it. He'd have got okay. it. I thought he no, missed he wouldn't have got more it. time. Than DeMar that. said 78 games. Well, DeMar said, I'm, I'm saying. I'm You're saying, saying by your metric. Five. I'm saying yeah, by my fair. metric, he would have got that's it. Fair. I thought he played way less than, I guess, 68 is 82 games. That's still a good chunk of games, man. That's like me, me, you was talking about it before. Almost anything over 65 games is a full season. Full season. season. It's yeah. a full season to me. Yeah. Uh, especially somebody like Joe B, who's literally, literally going to be in pain management his whole career. Uh, 
But it, I, I think it's a tall order, but I understand what the mindset that DeMar is attacking that with, like, and even you and the, the argument you just gave there as far yeah. as, like, play more. We want to see the people that we – you want to see the stars in the league. So yeah. um, the way that I look at it uh, – I, 78 is a bit high. I wouldn't mind between 65, 68 being the requirement. But, yep. you know, this it, it's we live in a different league. We live in a league also where um, they understand injuries and and, and uh, maintaining your body a little bit more than yes. what they have in the past. But it, it needs to be something to say, like, durability needs to be thing. Like, the Iron Man of the Year, something needs to be a separate uh, uh, award because the players like DeMar, who usually play the, the – uh, most season even a player like uh I think Russell Westbrook in the MVP season he won or maybe it was James Harden one of those two played all 82 games and it's like hey how often do you see that fam yeah. like like we we need to reward the people who have that type of durability it's such a stark difference from what we from what we came from and I think that's the hard part and, and listen I think there is a part of it that is the organization protecting their asset right that and JJ Redick has talked about that where he said um you know that there's there's nights where they tell you you can't play you got to sit um, there's nights where uh, the medical staff just says, hey, uh, the, the, this is a concern for us. If you play out there tonight, you can't go. And, and they tell mm -hmm. these guys to sit or they tell them pick which days that you want to sit out. Um, and, and I think that is a part of it as well. Um, but I think at the end of the day, right, like you have too many people. Now it's gone too far the opposite. You have too many people that don't get to 70 games in a season. Mm. And injuries are on the rise as well. I don't know if you if you saw that yeah, article where yeah. it's talking about injury numbers. No, injuries are like, like legit you know, serious injuries are through the roof now. Yeah, I mean, it, well, that's the thing too, is that now I, I haven't looked at which ones are severe versus not, but there are more injuries now, but that is because there are more things that people are, players are sitting out for where it used to be, hey, throw some duct tape on it. True, true, but I think I think that that goes to organizations trying to save their guys for the playoffs as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the the other thing, it, right? Like even to that, I look at. I mean, two thousand and three. What forty year old Mike played eighty two games, thirty minutes a game. And now it's Michael Jordan. That's a different animal, right? I'm not saying that these guys should be held to that standard, but I, I, I'm I'm asking you for sixty five, and there needs to be something that gives them an incentive to get to that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to you're you're now in a league where I mean, what, maybe 15 percent of the league plays over 70 games a year. 20, I, I'm just throwing numbers out here, but it, it, I feel like it's not high. I feel like it's not. I don't even know when we might be able to find this that I, I got to look that up maybe for the next pod, but I, I feel like it's not high. At least among your stars, I should I, I guess I can't make that generalization on a league among your stars, I should say. Maybe fifteen percent of your stars are playing over seventy games a year. That sounds. That actually sounds feasible. It sounds about right. Um, I mean, it's just kind of the era, era that we live in. But I, I, I mean, I appreciate the players that do play more. I appreciate the players that 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 always tough it out. I'm not necessarily tough it out, but just stay healthy. Like that is a you. You said it on last episode. The best ability is availability, and so the players that are available all eighty two. Um, games for their team to me should be rewarded. Yeah, for sure. There, there needs to be something, some kind of award it, at a minimum. Like you said, the Ironman award. I would love to see something like that. Right, this dude came out and he he was out there and actually making an impact for this many games a year. Um, it, I, I I don't know how the NBA fixes it. I'm gonna be honest with you. And the thing is, honestly, too, 
game scheduling will never change. Um, th there's not much that's going to change with a lot of this. Yeah. You're ki we kind of are where we are. So now the question is, what does Adam Silver do to combat it? I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll see. You know what? We're adding a mid-season tournament, so. And maybe that is it, right? Like maybe, maybe that really is all that all that it you need. Like that adds a break in there, right? Like that that changes the 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 kind of game it is. I I don't know. I I, I again, I don't have an answer for it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have an answer for it, but. You got to come up with something, and the solution can't be, I don't think we have a load management problem, because the fans are telling you you have a load management problem. Uh, yeah, he, he took, he took uh, uh, AK helped him prepare for that speech, is all I could say. To, like, to have a clear problem, say, what problem? I, I, don't, hey, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, we've got a problem. What problem? What problem? You got a problem? Because we don't have any problems over here. I don't know you what you're talking about. Never we heard of it. Never heard of low management. Hey, Never heard of. Never heard. Of. <laughs> hey man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls, man. Follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate you guys for showing love as always, man. Always, and we appreciate the support, man. Uh, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every uh, breakdown, every every game, local analysis, everything. We just they do everything over at uh, Game to Game NBA. They're, watch it; it's a great way to catch up on things that happen over the course of the day. You can find them on the Odyssey app, uh, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. But that's it for us for today. Uh, for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked on Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.